Well, that sounds like Attorney Johnson music. Which is what this show is called, The Attorney Johnson, starring none other than Christopher Johnson, Esquire, of the Christopher Johnson Law Firm. Hi. Hello, Bob. How are you? Doing wonderfully. Thank you. I got my Facebook Live going at the moment. Oh, yeah. You're holding the... uh, the uh, legendary Christopher Johnson law firm pen. Yes, the Chris Johnson pen. A quick story about the pen. The pen was invented 14 years ago. I think I've given out about 17,000. Is that Wait, right? that's a trade secret. Uh, but uh, for the most part, I started shooting pool in a bar pool league, American Pool Players Association Pool League. And uh, while I started doing that, I met a lot of people who rode motorcycles or oftentimes would maybe would buy uh, have too many libations. And which would get in trouble, and that leads to what I do. I do criminal defense work and personal injury, and along with those DWI cases. And that's where you find them, in the pool rooms. I drop them I in bars and no pools idea. that I go to, and then uh, friends of mine will call me up and say, Hey, Chris, I went to such a stone one of your stupid pens. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I've never been there. They have a life of their own. <laughs> they, they get around. Well, 17 grand of them in a city the size of Rochester. You'd start to see them. Over time, they just keep they just keep coming. The people could some young salesman from National Pen will call me up and say, "Hey, would you interested in buying more pens?" Because I'm not one of their major major purchasers, so I'm always like the new guy's project, and they're always very happy to get me to you know when I buy a thousand pens or two thousand pens on you a bigger a, day. A thousand, it must be pretty cheap at that price. Uh, not as cheap as you'd like them to Is be. Is that right? <laughs> we have a similar experience going on here. People are going for a big way. Uh, for the WYSL flashlights. Those are nice. They're they're great little flashlight. And the guy from pens.com, I now have a guy there, an actual person I can talk to, which is the way I like to do business. And uh, he gave me a – I think we only bought like 50 of them the first time Hmm. just to see how they went. Well, they went like crazy. So now I bought 200 more of them, and he gave me a – a a super price on them. Wow. I wonder if your guy knows my guy at National Pen. Uh, I would. They're down there in Tennessee. They are. I would. Wouldn't be surprised they know each other. Probably. It's. It's a small state. Small enough. Well, anyways, today I was going to talk a little bit about what makes a million dollar case. Hmm. We've all seen the commercials. We've all seen uh, the advertisements. We've uh, and they're fascinating. I've got a million dollars for my case. And my case is, you know, and um, the uh, insurance company only offered me $10.58 before my firm got involved. <laughs> and then personal injury law firm came along and I got $40 million. That's right. So the million-dollar case, what makes the million-dollar case? Everyone would like to think, hey, I got a scratch on my ankle and I would like a million dollars. But it doesn't happen that way. I can get a new boat. Sometimes the expectations by some of the big firms and the big advertisers set the expectations much higher than reality. But reality is your case is worth what it's worth. And then with a good skilled attorney who does personal injury, you can probably get that amount higher than what the average is. And that's what we always try to shoot for at our office. Yeah, because the the defendant, of course, uh, has a great big stack of money and they don't want to shell out too much of it. But at a certain point, when they're not sure about the outcome and they really would like to get this thing you know, off their desktop, 
they're maybe they may be more reasonable to deal with. They may be maybe maybe more reasonable. So some of the things that make a million dollar case are terrible, catastrophic injuries, things that are really bad. And one of the other things you need is to have insurance or a deep pocket on the other side. Uh, If you get hit by someone who's driving around uninsured or has the minimum insurance in New York State, a $25,000 policy, a $25,050 policy, which means no more than $50,000 for the whole accident or no more than $25,000, and they're at fault, you might be have to settle for $25,000. I've done that with back injury cases where a person was injured severely and there was not a penny more to be had in the whole world, and my client didn't have any supplemental underinsured motorist or uninsured motorist coverage. Yikes. And so with that, you're stuck with what you're stuck with. So back to the million-dollar case, what makes a million-dollar case? What makes those big television commercials seem all exciting and attractive? Well, you have to have coverage. You have to have insurance coverage. Many people have good insurance coverage and with some of the better companies. And then they, on top of that, they'll go buy themselves an umbrella policy, something that covers you if it goes beyond your car insurance. Usually you have to have about $250,000 worth of car insurance. And if and then with that, then at that point for another $15, $20 um, uh, a month, you might be able to buy what's called an umbrella policy, a million-dollar umbrella policy. And other than that, it's commercials. It's the trucks. It's the vehicles belonging to a business if they get in an accident with you. Those are the people that have the million-dollar policy. And sometimes when a driver of a vehicle, hey, it's not my vehicle, they might drive a little reckless because it's not their car because they're working for someone. But if they're, they get into an accident, hey, I was looking at the phone. I was emailing my BFF. Uh, I was doing something on the phone. I was checking my laundress. I was watching a video, things they'll never admit. Oh, my that- gosh. There was one case on the thruway. A few years back, oh, that was a horrible one. Oh, what? When someone's watching a video while driving? Yes, the truck, and he rear-ended that poor woman. Oh, I I did have a, a throwaway come to a stop uh, accident case, and on that throwaway come to a stop accident case, throwaway came to a stop. My client stopped properly. Two back surgeries later, uh, and oh those things gosh. what's what's makes out a bigger case in this world. Um, yeah, but, the truck driver watching a video. Uh, He's driving, uh, what, 40,000 pounds of, uh, of freight or whatever. I remember about 20 years ago when I when it first came out, these little six-inch video screens, you came with two of them plus a DVD player that I, I got, and I could put it on in the back of the minivan for my kids when they were little, and they could watch movies. And they're all Disney movies, so I knew all the movies, so I could listen. I could drive forever if I was listening to the movies. Uh, but on the package itself, because lawyers had been there first, it said, not intended for use of driver. <laughs> right, exactly. Like it shouldn't be obvious. But anyway, Like the signs I had to put on my towers out here. Do not right. climb this tower. It's tall. <laughs> it's tall. It's full of electric, electric, powered electricity. Well, there's that too. But th- they, they were concerned about people falling off of it. <laughs> it's like, uh, they. Why do you think they're climbing it? It's for the thrill of kids. Don't do things like that, do they anymore? Oh yeah, yeah. We had we had a case here. Somebody actually did climb one of our towers. So people are just as dumb as when we were when we were young. Yeah, I. I you know, 
every generation probably says this, but I'm going to say dumber. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Because only because we got smarter. Hindsight is twenty twenty. But back to our million dollar case. What makes it? You have to have significant injury. So first, you have to have a significant amount of fault. You got to be able to prove that the other side ran the red light, rear-ended you, did something to cause the accident. Somehow they're at fault. Usually those cases, uh, truck accidents on an ex- a highway, any type of severe injury like that, or labor law cases, things that workers' comp might get involved in. Uh, and beyond that, a labor law case uh, under New York under Section, Labor Law Section 200, 240, 241, which are uh, injuries on the job when someone's working, in, usually in the construction field, and they get injured, they, uh, construction fields tend to cause bigger injuries, fall injuries. People tend to, if you're putting up a large building, if you fall off of it, you'll tend to get hurt more. Uh, car accidents, truck accidents, truck, truck rear ends somebody. The injuries can be quite significant. I had one lucky guy, um, got less than $10,000, but he was, he was smashed into by the back of a pickup truck. Uh, sorry, by an 18 wheeler, but his pickup truck was well designed by Detroit and he was, he was not injured badly. That was a good thing. But some of the injury cases that do when you're struck uh, by a vehicle or something happens is when you have significant back and neck injuries. And those significant back injuries or neck injuries end up going to a surgeon. You end up seeing a neurosurgeon or an orthopedic back specialist. And those folks have to go in there and they might do a disectomy, removal of the disc. And sometimes they replace the, the where the disc is removed with a sugar cube that either was man-made, uh, came from a cadaver, or came from your own hip, um, allograft, autograft uh, type of thing. Or you have open reduction internal fixation. You had such a smash of your arm, leg, or other body part, and they go in there. The surgeon has to go in there. Put a rod on the outside, attach screws and rods sometimes on the inside, and open reduction internal fixation to to stabilize the whole area so the bone has a chance of growing back together properly. So there's going to have to be another procedure to remove all that. Yes. Yeah, usually it's a two-step process minimum. Sometimes it's a first step before they even get to the second and third step. But putting the hardware in, taking the hardware out. Because when you have these this open reduction, internal fixation, then you have this, you know, a small scaffolding on the outside of your leg or other body part. Uh, that's usually where it comes from. Um, anything that causes, you know, major scarring to the head, head trauma, brain injuries. I spent a fair amount of time going to conferences with the Nash, uh, uh, North American Brain Injury Society, uh, and in with that group, you find out. You're, you're, you have a group, small group of attorneys hanging out with a much larger group, usually about a thousand brain professionals, neurosurgeons, neuropsychologists, uh, neurotherapists, etc. Uh, and you're meeting with them and discussing uh, various different therapeutic techniques, uh, various different ways to evaluate a brain injury. We need to know that in case we have to go to court on this. Uh, what are these injuries? How bad are these injuries? Uh, when are we going to, or how is this going to affect a person for the rest of their life? And those are the things that start to make up a million-dollar case, how a person's lifestyle has been changed and affected by the accident. I was going to say, this is all the specialized treatment. <clears throat> this isn't expensive at all. No. It doesn't and cost very much. It's 
not a big deal. Hopefully it's covered by your your car insurance. Most people in New York State will have a $50,000 minimum personal injury protection, or otherwise we call no fault. That's your first line of defense in a car accident. That will basically pay for the janitorial services in your hospital room for the first week. If you're injured bad enough, you're right. $50,000 goes quick. And that 50000 is intended for lost wages and medical bills. And once that's used up, it's up. Other than that, you have you could buy something called APIP, Additional Personal Injury Protection, and you can get this other Obel Optional Basic Economic Loss Coverage. These are different coverages you can have uh, in case you get into a bad enough accident uh, and you need to go to your insurance company and you want to have coverage. So you, you can go. You can get the coverage after you've been injured. Not after you've been injured. You want to buy it beforehand. I wasn't quite sure what you were saying ah. there. Well, no, you want to purchase this. You want to talk to your insurance agent. You want to have the opportunity to have uh, APIP, additional personal injury protection, or that m- there's a middle layer between PIP and APIP called OBEL. So that's the optional basic economic loss, then your APIP. Those have to be paid back. Uh, although you're no fault, that first 50000 you spend, you don't have to pay that back if you collect money in a personal injury accident. Again, back to our million-dollar accident. Um, truck blows through a red light. Truck uh, doesn't see traffic stopping on the throughway and plows into you. Uh, car drives into the back of you and doesn't see, you know, doesn't see that you had stopped, wasn't paying attention, was drinking their coffee uh, or checking something, and they plow into you. You, ha- you, go to, you go to the emergency room. You get taken off by an ambulance. You get examined. Uh, they check you out. The first thing they do in an emergency room is make sure you're not dying. They oftentimes will take x-rays, maybe do a CT scan, and further if necessary. Make and sure you're not having a brain bleed. The brain bleed, the CT scan is good for that. And with, It's essential. It is essential. If they think you hit your head... You're going to get a C-scan. That's what happened to, what was it, Liam Neeson's wife? She was skiing up in uh, Quebec. Was it Natasha Richardson, I think is her name? And uh, she fell. She was just walking. She wasn't even skiing. And just whacked her head on a, on a rock outside the lodge and never went for a CT scan. Wow. Yep. And that brain bleed, uh, you get a brain bleed in your head, it will start destroying brain tissue, and then it could cause other issues. I, death paralysis. In her case, it was death. And that's young not good. woman. No, and it's it's anyone can fall at any time. So uh, having an accident's even worse. If you have someone to blame it on, if that person you you would not take that accident and a million dollars to have your health. Anyone who's ever got a million dollars has never been. As happy as the people you see on the television commercials. No, they, they, as your radio spots say. I mean, these these people look like they stepped out of a fashion magazine, and of course they're all <clears throat> uh, actor portrayals, actors. And so the ad agency wants to wants to get uh, subjects for the ads who are extremely appealing. Yes, and so that the audience will identify with them and go, yeah, that's what I want. And that, it would be nice if that's the reality of the world, if you were that good looking and you felt that happy after your accident. But most people are not that happy. You could, you might see a smile, you might see a happy person, but they're not. you don't see them throughout their whole day. And some of the things that we do when we're working up a personal injury case is that we will put together a lot of information. We have to gather all your medical records. We want to grab all your surgical records. 
we want to grab your diagnostic imaging, the pictures, the x-rays. The We want to blow those up if we have to go to court. We want to make them available to the insurance company. Let them know this is what we're going to do if we go to court on this thing is to show these photos to a jury and let them decide what it's worth. Yeah. Additionally, what, what, what you'll do is you'll say, how much would you want to be compensated if you had to live like this every day for the rest of your life? Well, and, and, and having those pictures is the first step. And then after that, one of the other steps you'd have uh, is that you'd want to be able to show a day-in-the-life video. So some of these more severe accidents, we'll actually have videographers come in. We'll have um, people <laughs> who are directing and working on this well aware of what our person's injury is. And we want to show a day in a life what they've gone through. Previous to that, our client has gone through um, all the medical treatment. Our client has to change their lifestyle, change how they do things. Things they can and can't do is a big part of the injury. And another big part of the injury is what you can and can't do the same way as you used to do. And that's what the video showing the devastating lifestyle changes would show. And also we'd have uh, we'd have a, a company come along and tell us what the future medical bills are going to be, expenses are going to be. We're going to have, if a person uh, was unable to work, we're going to have an uh, economist come in and talk about this is how much this person was making, this is how much they would have likely made if they stayed their course, if they improved their position, they would have made this. If something else had happened, they might have made less. And usually a jury will feel comfortable going along with the middle uh, amount of money they make. Uh, so our personal injury cases are not just the medical bills, but they're the medical bills plus your pain and suffering, your loss of enjoyment of life, things that have changed your life. And that's what you need an attorney to put together. And if people have questions about this, you can call me at 585-415-3803 and my website www.chrisjohnsonlaw.com C-H-R-I-S-J-O-H-N-S-O-N-L-A-W.com Well, that's too long for a jingle. I'm sure someone could do it, though. Oh, no, we could make that work. We'll <laughs> figure out somebody who has some musical talent. So it oh, wouldn't absolutely. be me, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> and that way you don't have to look for one of your uh, distinctive pens. Now you can just listen to the radio and uh, get that phone number and uh, make the contact you need. Uh, because you want to take care of yourself. I mean, that's that's number one. You don't want to be worrying about money. You don't want to worry about uh, court proceedings. You want to get better and get the best medical attention you possibly can after you've been injured. Absolutely. So these million-dollar cases, oftentimes my two worst cases were probably one I had to resolve for 100000 because that's all the insurance there was, and a uh, person probably had a multi-million-dollar case. Uh, we took depositions of the defendant in the matter. We did our own independent financial search, and an individual did not have anything we could possibly go after um, or very little beyond. If we went to bankruptcy, it would have wiped out anything we could have had. So we had to settle for the insurance company money. Separately from that, big corporations are oftentimes – they may have their own insurance, or they might be self-insured for the first million dollars. Then after a million dollars, they have different layers of insurance. They might have a $1 to $3 million policy. They might have a 3 to $5 million policy. And those get progressively cheaper. It's cheaper for, an insurance, for a, a corporation, a business of any sort, uh, if it's big enough to self-insure for that first million dollars and then have 
buy insurance for above a million dollars. So what that means is like a million dollar deductible. That's what their insurance consists of. So they just reach into the old corporate checkbook and write that first million dollar check. Yes. And then they have, but they both all hire, like an insurance company who has uh, bodily injury adjusters, they will hire a TPA, a third party company to come in, their third party adjuster to come in there and and work for them uh, and to uh, play with their money, then go back to them and negotiate how much they're willing to pay. Uh, from the pocketbook of the company. So they'll have an adjuster that works for an independent corporation who plays with the corporate's money. And that's those are some of the things. So the worse your injury is, the less happier you are. To take money for a case that's uh, – take you're never going to get enough money to feel good about your life again. Um, if you've never had a million dollars and you have a million dollars in your pocket now because of this injury, but you can't walk, can't go down the street, uh, can't carry your grandkids, can't toss your kids up in the air. You have constant pain. Constant pain, pain reminding you. You have to be medicated to, to take care of that. That's no way to live. Or when you're, when I'm asking clients, because we part of what we do to try to, you know, to show our case is different from all the other cases they've resolved, is that we put, you know, here's, you know, what's different about your case? I've been fortunate enough to go to uh, several times to these long weekends at the Trial Lawyers College with the great Jerry Spence, and um, now Jerry is not doing it, but you know. 15, 20 years ago when I was going to these conferences, because Jerry, I believe, is 91, uh, the great Jerry Spence. Um, you talk about getting to know the person, getting to know the person well, getting inside their skin, really getting to know your client so you could really tell their stories. They had a whole process called psychodrama where you the process of getting to know your client, but then you also psychodramaed your defense attorney, all the witnesses. So you got to know how they're thinking and you really explored, got inside their skin and worked your way around to figure out what goes on inside there so you could really better explore and understand what they're going through. That way you're a better trial attorney because you're better able to think about what the other side's going to do and what they're thinking and what you're going to do. So this is like a psyop kind of thing that's going on. <laughs> it is. They had uh, actors and psychologists who would come to these program seminars and put you through these uh, psychodrama uh, workshops. I mean, this is something, psychodrama was something, I believe, that came out of the uh, 60s and 70s as a therapeutic treatment, um, a mental health treatment, but they use it on lawyers now, and it seems to work on us. Well, after all, I mean, the, the jury is comprised of human beings, and human beings, uh, juries have been known to nod off in certain uh, in certain cases, uh, the, the judge usually wakes them up. He, they don't really get away with that very much, I wouldn't think. But it does happen because some of these trials, there's phases of these trials that are excruciatingly boring. There's all this detail. It's kind of technical. It's hard to understand. And if you can make the case that you're presenting to that jury entertaining in some way, all you're doing is you're just appealing to their humanity uh, exactly. and trying trying to trying to connect with them psychologically so that uh, they're you know without realizing it they're on your side yes that's that's part of the whole process and and you know being the most honest person in the room and and outworking the other side is the other great success tool you learn from Jerry Spence the first time I went to I joined a personal injury firm and I was going to a Jerry Spence conference with mostly personal injury attorneys 
I was shocked and, you know, I was pleasantly shocked that they wanted to outwork, you know, his whole plan is to outwork the other side and to be intrinsically, uh, to be honest. Because intrinsically, if your clients are honest, you're honest, everyone comes across, the jury will understand it, they'll feel it. There's a biological advantage to being honest, as Spence would say. And so those are some of the things you do is you and you humanize the person's case. You get to know your client. Uh, we oftentimes will send out a questionnaire and sit down and talk with people about what they can and can't do, what they can and can't do the same, how their life has changed. We try to distinguish our work from other plaintiffs' attorneys like, well, here's the injury, here's the surgery, here's what other cases have gotten. Okay, that's great. But here's a specific list of things my client can and can't do. Here's some specific things about my client and what he or she used to be able to do and can't do anymore. And this is how it's affected their life. They will That will hit a nerve, hopefully, with the insurance adjuster or the committee they have to go back to or their manager who has to decide how much money they're willing to pay. And that will hopefully get them to be a little bit more on Holy cow! These guys and girls are got it put together, and they want to—they're—they're—they're uh, they're, they're going to show all this to a jury. A jury's going to feel this person's pain, and they're going to want to pay more money for it. And so they want to pay us off, get us out of the game by settling it. Right? They want make it stop. No, that's enough. <laughs> and so if we show the distinguish, we we give the tools to the other side what we want to do. We show them what we're going to do if we go to trial. Very straightforward and honest. It's, it helps get our case where it needs to go and hopefully get a fair settlement uh, for our client. 95% of cases, they say, uh, personal injury cases don't go to trial for a real simple reason. Because if a, if a well-prepared attorney puts this thing together and shows everything they're going to, willing to do if this matter goes to trial, that's going to be the result. You're going to find people who want to talk to you, mediate, uh, possibly sit down and uh, resolve the matter with you before it goes to a trial. A trial is a trials happen a lot of times when there's a, you know, when your client's got a brain injury and the insurance company on the other side goes, we don't believe the brain injury. We're going to give you five hundred dollars to go away, or maybe five thousand to go away, and you think it's multi million. You do a brain injury case, the, uh, folks, their ability to think, act, react uh, for the future has been affected. And that's also affected by your age. The younger you are, the more it's worth. Uh, the the more your employment, if you lose employment, the younger you are, the more that's worth. It could be worth millions um, for employment alone. So these are the things that put together a million-dollar case. And I think the next time we're here, we're going to talk a little bit about workers' comp versus personal injury. By all means. We're yeah. not going to do that, obviously, today. No, not in the last uh, – well, you know something? We're about to roll the theme here, so I think we'll do that. and We'll let you uh, talk about uh, you know how people can get in touch with you, where they can find out more about you online at all. Yes, uh, www.chrisjohnsonlaw.com, or you can call me, 585-415-415. 3803. All right, when you're out and about, look for the souvenir signature Chris Johnson pen. Big, uh, uh, nice, uh, hefty barrel on it. American flag, got his phone number. And we'll see you next time on the Attorney Johnson, a paid broadcast from the Chris Johnson Law Firm. See you next time on the WISL station.